The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. If you don't hear a fiddle or a steel guitar, a hillbilly singing by the honky-tonk bar, the bass ain't banging and the vocals are rough, brother, it ain't country, no. And welcome to the Crude Life Podcast. My name is Jason Spees, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, coming to you from the Hatch Coaching Studios. Our entitled intern provolone is man in the production elements of the podcast. Coming up on today's program, joining us via the Bakken Barbecue phone lines, we've got Zachary Ellis. We're going to talk a little bit about some finances during the coronavirus. I mean, with the small business loans going around, the CARES Act, receivables beyond. In fact, I just talked to a guy yesterday in the media world. He does video production. He's in the factory now. He's going to be selling his receivables and getting some money back some way or another. And he's he said he's been through this before. He's not messing around this time. He's got his one big client that he's going to basically focus his energy on and get through this time. And the rest he's going to receivables. Let someone else manage that for a while. So I thought, you know what, we got to bring Zachary Ellison to talk about that from factoring to refinancing debt, all kinds of different things. So Zachary Ellis coming up a little later on the program via our Bakken Barbecue phone lines. Also, Matthew Hill with Night Energy will be our daily radio update here on the podcast. Of course, many of you know this, but for those of you joining us for the first time, we do a daily radio program for a number of radio stations. It's a little three-and-a-half-minute update we do. And we go ahead and we put it at the end of the podcast. And today's guest is Matthew Hill with Night Energy. Headlines coming up a little later in the program, as well as our sponsor. Today's sponsor is Crestwood. We have a sponsor every day here on the program. We'd like to thank Crestwood for keeping our lights on, literally and metaphorically. Crestwood Equity Partners is a publicly traded master limited partnership that owns and operates midstream assets located primarily in the Marcellus Shale, Bakken Shale, Delaware Permian Basin, the PRB, Niobrara Shale, Barnett Shale, and the Fayetteville Shale. Their operations and financial results are divided into three segments that include gathering and processing, storage and transmission and marketing, supply and logistics. For more information on Crestwood Midstream Partners, visit their website, crestwoodlp.com. That's crestwoodlp.com. Moving along to our featured event today, it's March Madness, the Crude Life 2020 March Madness Tournament. We're all the way to the Elite Eight. Check out the tournament as Johnny Green is going to take on Target Hospitality, the underdog canine pipe inspections taking on the number two seed brigade energy service and in the permian region i'm sorry the marcellus region we got the number one swan energy taking on number two knighton industries and down in the bakken region number nine elite energy services taking on number three aries buildings what a match up folks it is something else happening in the march madness tournament the crude life 2020 march madness tournament also, we've got the Johnny Green Eco Watch, the Great Wind Illusion. Blind Joe is our music crossover. But I don't know about you folks. I want to get moving along today and get right into headlines because all kinds of things happening in the world of headlines. Our first one comes to you from the Denver Post. 
Court blocks Broomfield's attempt at temporary halt extractions, oil and gas operation. City had wanted to issue a public health order. Judges ruling good for 14 days. Broomfield officials are considering an order to temporarily stop an oil and gas operation because of the coronavirus health concerns. But first, they face an order of their own. Broomfield City and County elected officials acting as the County Board of Health schedule a meeting at 6 p.m. Tuesday to discuss an order that would put on hold plans by extraction oil and gas. Well, this is different, folks. We just had the governor come out and say that we've got oil and gas as an essential industry for the coronavirus, and now you've got Broomfield that wants to halt extraction oils, extraction oil and gas operation. So it's a different deal here. Which public health is more prominent than the other? Which industry takes precedent here? It's quite remarkable, though, don't you think, that shortly after the governor comes out and cites oil and gas as a necessity, as an emergency service, if you will, and the protesters are still moving along. They're still moving along. They use a, you got to remember, they use children. Do you really think a virus is going to stop individuals who use children? to advance their narrative, to advance their special interest? Of course not. This is a pandemic for a lot of these folk. A pandemic. okay? There are people salivating right now in the eco-movement that want to control our lives down to how many trips a year we can take, how many pieces of toast we can put in the toaster, You think I'm crazy? We got people that are trying to still block oil and gas operations in Colorado. The day after, the governor says it's a critical day. The governor who's been trying to openly shut it down. The governor who said it's a war on oil and gas. He's not trying to hide it here. Trust me, I'm pretty sure that was not an easy letter for him to write and include during a political year. I don't even know if he's up for election or what. But I do know this, that there are people continuing on to try to continue to end oil and gas. And they're using this coronavirus as a way to turn it into a pandemic, not an epidemic, not a pandemic. They are looking to control and turn it into a pandemic. Okay? All right, what else do we have here, folks? Number two for our headlines. Let's take a look at number two. Coming to us from hydrocarbonengineering.com. Oil and gas industry releases updated global sustainability report guidance. All right, let's take a look here. The American Petroleum Institute and the International Association of Oil and Gas Producers, along with IPIECA, have released the new edition of Sustainability Report Guidance of the Oil and Gas Industry, which marks over 15 years of collaboration between the member companies across three industry associations. And I'm looking at the story here even further, and the quote is about it being done. Mike Summers from API is quoting that it's done, and yet nobody is actually putting what the results are. It gives us what the focus is, reporting process, governance and business ethics, climate and energy change, 
environment, safety and health, security, and social impacts. But nobody actually reported what the update is. It says they released the updated Global Sustainability Report guidance, but this story does not have anything that actually gives us the answer or the conclusion. So uh, apparently nobody read it. I mean, I understand why. I mean, I'm looking at it. It's over 200 pages here. And when when you've got a bunch of CEOs and policymakers and executive directors, they're not reading it. Oh, no, they read the briefing. They don't they don't read the 200 pages. Oh, dear Lord, no. That I mean, folks, you should go and click on the link to this story at hydrocarbonengineering.com titled Oil and Gas Industry Releases Updated Global Sustainability Report Guidance. And take a look at it from Caleb O'Reilly, the senior editor. And I'm not dissing on Caleb O'Reilly because he's just getting it out there. Trust me, this is the world of just getting content out there. But what a waste of time for me. What a waste of time for you. Great. The report is done. And you don't even give us anything. You just it, it, This is an ad and a tease to go read a 200-page report. I don't have the time. So, sorry, folks. That was kind of a waste. That, that headline. See what happens, Provolone? Sometimes you win, sometimes you lose. I think I lost on that one. I mean, why am I going to read an updated report that is going to change in the next 30 days? Think about that. That's probably why nobody actually read it. Everybody's like, great. This, this was put in motion a while ago. We redid it. Anybody want to read this? No. Okay. It's going to change next week. Well, let's just do a quick story that it's out. All right. I fell for it. I fell for it. You got me. You got me. All right. Let's take a look at this one here. Our last headline today comes from The Guardian over in Australia. I'm sorry, the news is from Australia. The Guardian, I believe, is over in the UK, over in the United Kingdom. Astrophysicist gets magnets stuck up nose while inventing coronavirus device. This will be interesting. Australian Dr. Daniel Reardon ended up in the hospital after inserting magnets in his nose while building a necklace that warns you when you touch your face. An Australian astrophysicist has been admitted to the hospital after getting four magnets stuck up his nose in an attempt to invent a device that stops people from touching their faces during the coronavirus outbreak. Dr. Daniel Reardon, a fellow research at Melbourne University, was building a necklace that sounds an alarm on facial contact when the mishap occurred on Thursday night. Okay, folks. This here speaks a lot about the human race. All right, so first of all, one of the reasons why the terrorists do not particularly like us is because we'll take a stick, slap a Jimmy Dean sausage on there, wrap it in a pancake, and stick it in the frozen aisle section of our food distributors, okay? Now, it's not the fact that we'll take a, we'll do all that. It's the fact that that's where we allocate our resources, there are a lot of people upset at Americans because we're very wasteful, very in your face. We have a lot of bravado and we're, we take pride in pride. Okay. Pride is one of the seven deadly sins and Americans take pride in pride. Now, is that our best quality? No, but it is a quality. 
And gosh darn it, it got us to the moon. Pride can have a double-edged sword to it, and it can be quite a motivator. It can be quite an internal motivator, and that's why it's one of the seven deadly sins. It's a slippery slope. Now, getting back to Mr. Touch My Face with the magnets and necklace, seriously, if that's the type of time and money and energy that we are putting our smartest people into, we might as well go back to erectile dysfunction and hair loss. If that's where we're going to, hey, let's, let's, not, let's, let's have a magnet that lets us know if we don't touch our face, here's $2 million in a, in a grant. That's why people are upset. That's where we allocate our resources. We spent over a trillion dollars trying to solve the war on homelessness. And we don't even have a house built. I mean, it's, you can't make it up, folks. You can't make it up. And here's a 27-year-old astrophysicist. Okay, astrophysicist. How many people actually have that title behind their name? That's like a brain surgeon. Well, it ain't rocket science. It's like a rocket scientist. You're an astrophysicist. People actually compare their livelihood to you. Well, it ain't rocket science. Well, this guy it is. This guy is rocket science. And he's sticking magnets up his nose like Ralph Wiggum from The Simpsons. How many crayons can I stick up my nose? Give me $40 million for a grant. Look how smart he is. He has the word astrophysicist next to his name. Give him some money. Oh, he's the son of so-and-so politician. Give him some money. He went to Melbourne University. That is a top school. That's an Ivy League school. In the Australia, I have no idea if it is. I'm do- all I'm doing, folks, is I'm just I'm citing off all of the reasons I have heard for grant money, for political money, for all kinds of special interest money, the justifications and the reasons that people give money to entitled individuals so they can stick magnets up their nose. Hey, if it says coronavirus outbreak, he's got the word astrophysicist attached to his name and it's for education, give him the money. What's he doing? He's sticking magnets up his nose. Give him more. I love it. Good one, Provolone. I bet you didn't know I was going to go off the deep end on that one today, did you? Well, folks, that's going to do it for our headlines today. Like I mentioned, we might have a sponsor very quickly with our headlines portion. All right, all right, all right. We're going to take a brief pause and we come back. We're going to continue our program here, the Crude Life podcast with Zachary Ellis. And he's going to talk about the coronavirus, which has had a detrimental impact on businesses worldwide. Small, mid-sized business really feeling the blow right now. Zachary Ellis with the Commercial Credit Group can help us out. At least go through some of the motions. Like My rule is this, Zach. If you cannot help the people, let them know how you can and let them know who can. And he said, okay, that's my rule when it comes to money. If you can't help them, act like you can and then hand that baton off to somebody who can because this is someone's checkbook, somebody's pocketbook, somebody's debit card. I don't even know what the correct thing to say anymore because as soon as I said checkbook, I realized how old I was. My goodness, I can't even say the word checkbook without signing old. Woo. We'll see you in 30 seconds, folks. The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. 
You better make a little room at the top for a regular Joe. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. I all and jamming for all my friends. That's you, Jason. And you'll hear me say from a mile away that I'm the luckiest man I know. You better make a little room at the top for a regular Joe. Welcome back to the Crew Life Podcast. My name is Jason Spees, the North Dakota Nomad, the Shale Play Prophet, coming to you from the Hatch Coaching Studios. Our entitled intern provolone is manning the production elements of the podcast. Coming up in just a second or two, Zachary Ellis. He will join us on our Bakken barbecue phone lines, and I see the little light flickering, so that means he must be calling in as Provolone just kind of did one of those little attention hiccups at the same time. But since we've got our social distancing in here, because we do have noses, Provolone, it'd be nice if you would shower occasionally. This social distancing and working from home does not exclude you of certain hygiene. Yes, we have upped our hand hygiene quite a bit around the office, but uh, home office, but there's certain armpit, hair, and skin hygiene I would like to point out from time to time as well. And let's just keep on, keep on, keep on moving along here with Zachary Ellis here on the Crude Life Podcast. This is Zachary Ellis. Go ahead and patch him through Provolone. Thank you very much. Zach Ellis, Commercial Credit Group. Boy, those levels are looking pretty good here. It's been interesting trying to retool with some of this home office stuff. By the way, folks, Zach Ellis, Jason Spies here with the Crude Life. And one of the things we wanted to talk about today is not the actual mic levels, the microphone levels, but we want to talk a little bit about some of this coronavirus uh, small business uh, CARES Act and different acronyms you're seeing out there. When's my check coming in the mail? All kinds of different things. So, you know, there is seriously a lot of questions behind this. I've been seeing a lot of different headlines, everything from, you know what, I should expect a automatic withdrawal to something's coming out in, in the mail to, you know, can, can I get registered as a small business and that sort of thing. So I just thought I'd call Zach Ellis and really just get to the bottom of it. And I would encourage you folks to do the same thing because, you know, he's he's not going to be able to – I don't even know if you're going to make any money off this, to be honest, but I know you like to guide people in the right direction with the hope that maybe the boomerang effect happens and you get some business on the back end. But it, so much of your job is guiding people, and right now – uh, you're in a place to help guide people. So let, let's talk small business. Let's talk coronavirus. How are you doing today? Are you still working from home? Are you out there in a hazmat suit? What's going on? Doing good, doing good, Jason. It's surely a crazy time for a lot of people. Almost every business um, that we're seeing today is working from home and everybody's taking coronavirus precautions, whether it's hand sanitizer, it's Lysol wipes, it's just secluding yourself away from everybody so unfortunately i'm still working from the house i haven't able, been able to go out and visit any customers um, which has kind of been somewhat of a beating to stay here at the office but it's truly a time to sit back and reflect and and help others and this conversation that we have is is solely meant to help that mid to that small to mid-sized business exceed in a tough time because that's truly where we shine 
Well, let's talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on because, like I mentioned, you know, earlier I was talking to a guy and he hasn't filed taxes in three years and so he's not going to see anything. And so there's, you know, just little things like that that people don't remember that, you know, that not everybody is eligible for this and maybe those of you who are not are that type of thing. So when we talk about the coronavirus, the COVID-19 shutdown, that's happening, um, the CARES Act. Uh, what, what, what are you telling people right now besides Gosh. remain calm? Because <laughs> it's, it's going to get a lot more interesting before it gets a lot more smooth. Let's put it that way. Sure, sure. So Forbes.com wrote an article that I kind of just grabbed some insight from. The CARES Act, C-A-R-E-S, CARES Act. Basically, it displays some information regarding individual, family, per child pay, what it's going to allot directly from the government. Um, unemployment, they've allotted $250 billion uh, solely for unemployment. Payroll taxes are extended through 2022. So that's a huge ad for some of the small to mid-sized businesses. Uh, to save some extra money, retirement funds, they're waiving up to a 10% of the fee up to $100,000. And in the small business relief, there's $350 billion allotted. Companies that have fewer than 500 employees up to eight weeks pay. And that's huge. That's that's huge for a guy to say, hey, you know what? I can't pay it right now, but I know if we're able to get approved with the government assistance that we have coming, we can keep our people on board. We can keep the employees feeding their family and keep the company thriving. So um, that's huge. And then just kind of to revert back to the coronavirus thing, obviously we have shelter in place orders, which has restricted a lot of us uh, to working from home, the home office, having the kids, having the wife, everybody's home. So although it can be a stressful time, it's definitely a good time to reflect back on your business and think to yourself, is my business still moving forward right now? Because at the end of the day, coronavirus or not, we have to sit back and say, where's my business going? What am I doing right now? What are my plans for the future? Because as a business, our job is to generate revenue. So that's something that even commercial credit group as a whole, um, we're all looking at and saying, what can we do now? But even more so, what can we do in the future? I know one of the things that we've done here at The Crude Life is we kind of shut down our, our temporary store that we had, you know, where you could get T-shirts and coffee mugs and that sort of thing. It wasn't a very big market. It wasn't a very big money maker for us. It was more of a marketing thing. You know, hey, look at us. We're on a T-shirt. We're real type of a thing. But it, it, it just didn't do it for us. So, you know, whether it's temporary or whether it's permanent, I don't know. But right now... It's, it's something we had to do. I imagine other companies are doing the same thing, looking at different departments, taking a look at, okay, do we really need this? You know, they're, they were doing this before the coronavirus even hit, when OPEC and Russia and Saudi Arabia, the shenanigans that were going on there, this one-two supply uh, demand punch that, that happened. Um, are you hearing from businesses that are kind of shifting Shifting some things or shutting some things down and maybe refocusing would probably be the better way of going about it. Because I know you guys do like bill collecting and debt servicing and, and that sort of thing. So just talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah. So obviously commercial credit group as a whole, not only are we are an independent equipment lender, but we do have a customer service team who does just that customer service, whether it's 
bill payment, collections, um, asset holding, whatever it may be. We do have a team that does that, but we are noticing customers. A lot of our business that we work with right now are family-owned businesses, any, anywhere from five to probably 150 employees, I would say, is where we work. I just went and met up with a customer out in Cedar Hill, and he's got his entire home, or entire team, excuse me, working from home, and that's a little less than 50 people. So he told me, he says, hey, Zach, I've got to cut back on the expenses. I've got to truly hone in on what can make us successful. So he's trying to save on fuel. He's trying to save on parts. And he says, hey, you know what? Instead of taking all of my trucks to the Volvo or Freightline or a Kenworth dealer, I'll work on them in-house just total expense exposure they want to reduce because that's what's going to help them in this time. And obviously we brought up factoring and refinancing debt and stuff like that, but he's a current customer of ours, but he did say, Hey, you know what, Zach, I never thought about factoring, And that's something huge too. How about for some of the people that are, are looking for just projections when it's come to trying to figure out when they can get back out in the marketplace, uh, I, I don't know if a bridge loan would be the, the appropriate term, I guess. Uh, I just know that a lot of times when, especially in boom-bust cycles and when you've got seasonal business and some other things, you know, every now and then, you know, a furnace goes out, you know, around a house, for example. That's an unexpected expense. And, of course, that happens in business quite a bit. Mine, my, um, my computer crashed two weeks ago, and that, to me, that's an yeah, I didn't budget a new computer till next year, so that was an unexpected expense. Uh, how about in the world of bridge loans and just you know, kind of some? I don't know if it's if if the right word is stimulus or what. I used to call it a bridge loan. They got all kinds of different names now. But talk to me about that vein of financing because that's another avenue I think that people are interested in exploring. Yeah, whether you call it a, a bridge loan, a company loan, a line of credit, whatever you refer to it as, that is something that we specialize in. Um, and it kind of reverts back to refinancing current debt or even adding debt. You know, the refinancing and factoring has been something that we've hit on uh, three weeks in a row now. And it's just something that I feel really strongly about that can help a customer. I set up a customer last week on factoring that had a little less than a million and a half um, in current invoices less than 90 days and what that meant for him was we're going to go through the invoices we're going to set up a relationship and we're going to have that customer able to get his funds via ach you know i'm waiting on the end i'm waiting on the wire confirmation but he'll have a little over five hundred thousand dollars by the end of the week and that's that's huge the money was just sitting before and he says hey zach i've got all these invoices Do you factor? And I said, yeah, we factor. We have a company called Commercial Credit Inc. So that's a huge thing. If you have invoices sitting, we can look at factoring. It's a one-year relationship. We take invoices less than 90 days in age. All we ask for is a current breakdown of your current invoices, and that is one way to immediately increase cash flow. Secondly is, I guess, what you might call a line of credit or possibly refinancing some of your debt. This is also a good time to look over your books when you're trying to reduce your overall exposure and seeing, okay, well, I'm currently paying 10, 12, 14% on this loan. Why don't I try to refinance it? And immediately you're saving your money and you're buying yourself 30, 60, 90 days until that first payment's due. 
That, of course, is something that can really come in handy at this time. So many people are trying to figure out what to do next. Uncertainty has always been the bane of existence and energy. And like I mentioned, there's that one-two punch that's going on, the supply punch, and then you got the demand punch, OPEC, Russia, uh, Saudi Arabia happening, coronavirus from the other side. At the same time, energy is needed. It's a necessity. And I still go back to they still have the same amount, probably even more money now after the last stimulus package and everything else that, that happened. So there's a lot of money circulating around this planet. And so one of the reasons why I keep bringing Zach on is because there's always good news out there, folks. There's always good news out there. You just got to figure out how to build a better mousetrap, how to make a better steak sandwich. And sometimes you do need a little bit of some resources, some funds, and et cetera. And right now is a great time, actually. I saw the federal, didn't they cut the interest rates down to zero? And, you know, there's an old saying, you know, never let a good crisis go to waste. And, and you hate to say that, but when it comes to the world of financing, what's going on right now, there is a lot of very good opportunity to carry small business through this. And so, uh, Zach, take this opportunity, really focus on small business. Who can you help? Who can take advantage of this time uh, that's going on? Because quite honestly, now is a time to take advantage of the help that's needed because you're you're not taking advantage of a situation. You're taking advantage of the help that's out there. Is that a correct way to phrase it, I guess? I'd say, yeah. Um, you know, we're always trying to capitalize on helping a customer. It's it's never a transactional relationship with anybody that I interact with. I have customers that often call me and say, hey, you know what, I got your number off LinkedIn, or hey, you know what, I saw your Facebook marketing. Uh, me and my wife try to focus on some social media marketing, and that's a huge avenue, but I'll have those customers call me and I'll say, hey, you know what? Unfortunately, I'm probably not the best fit for you. Maybe you need to call XYZ Bank. Maybe you need to go to your local credit union. There's a lot of startup guys out here that are looking for guidance, and I don't mind helping that customer. In anybody that I talk to, even if I can't help you personally, I want to be able to take your hand and guide you to where um, an avenue that can help you. But small to mid-market businesses, $1 million to $100 million in revenue, keep in mind, Obviously, the crude life is energy focused, but we finance oil field construction and transportation equipment. So obviously, my background is transportation sales. Before that, I was with a car dealer doing finance. So it's always been near and dear to me to stay within that transportation focus. <clears throat> Here's kind of just a quick insight. Van, drive van rates are currently $1.80. Last year, we were seeing anywhere from $1.30 to $1.56 a mile. Current reefer rates, refrigerated, um, which is obviously usually your produce and meats and such, two sixteen a mile. Also, that includes flatbed as well as averaging two sixteen a mile. So, we're seeing the transportation industry as a whole um, increase, which is which has been a good thing, and it's terrible at this time because of what's going on. But transportation rates are increasing, so. We feel that the virus obviously is going to affect a lot of people and a lot of companies, but small to mid-market businesses would love to speak with anybody within that revenue market, whether you're refinancing, whether you're adding a new loan, whether you're factoring, whatever it is, or if you just have a question, say, hey, Zach, you know what? Can you help me out? I'd love to speak with anybody. 
Let's get your information out to the public in case they have any questions, want to just reach out, find out what's available. Like we say before, whether it's the CARES Act and you're going to just kind of help them through that or whether it's getting them into some kind of uh, package where you might make a commission on or whether it's getting them to somebody else and who knows, maybe you can get a referral out of the, a referral fee out of the deal. I'm not even sure, but you know what I'm talking about. Just You want to help people, so get, get the information out there. Uh, let people know how they can get in touch with you. Absolutely. I have my cell phone with me from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Central Standard every single day. If I don't answer definitely leave a voicemail. My phone number is 682-386-7973, or you can email my first initial and last name. That's zellis at commercialcreditgroup.com. And we'll, of course, have the links for that at the website. We'll just, I'll tell you what, we'll, we'll, should we just link it to your LinkedIn page? Would that be the easiest on our website? Absolutely. LinkedIn, I'm on LinkedIn, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. So, Surely link it there, and um, we'll make sure to share it on all of our social media avenues. And again, any question that you might have, small to mid-market business, I understand that not everybody that tunes into this show may be a customer of mine. But if you're in that sector and you say, you know what, Zach, can you help me with this? I'd love to talk. To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. But now I'm back at the bar again. Hanging out with all my rowdy friends Getting drunk and singing redneck songs I'll probably stay here, baby, all night long Pour me a beer and a shot The Food Life day. is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever the model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Ice cold whiskey glass. Hanging out with friends and having a blast. My mom and dad think it's a waste of time. Not anymore. Drinking beer and riding redneck rhymes. I think I'll do it just as long as I can. That's why I'm back at the bar again. And that's going to do it for today's The Crude Life Podcast. I'd like to thank Zachary Ellis for coming by and talking to us a little bit about some of the finances in the world of small business and credit. His information, by the way, Zachary Ellis's information is available at The Crude Life's website in our podcast page if you'd like to check that out, if you have any questions for him. Coming up in just a moment, Matthew Hill with Night Energy will hand the baton off to him for our daily radio update here on the podcast. Also, our daily headlines. We have the links available there as well. And Crestwood is our sponsor today, Crestwood Equity Partners. They're a publicly traded company operating in the Marcellus Shale, Bakken Shale, Delaware Permian Basin, PRB Niobrara Shale, Barnett Shale and Favitt Shales. Their operations and financial results are divided into three segments that include gathering and processing, storage and transportation, as well as marketing, supply, and logistics. For more information, visit CrestwoodLP.com. That's CrestwoodLP.com. Our featured event today is the March Madness Tournament, the 2020 Crude Life March Madness Tournament. We've got Aries Building taking on the number nine seed Elite Energy Services, a three versus nine over in the Marcellus region, a one versus two Swan Energy taking on Knighton Industries. 
And then over in the Permian region, the number nine seed, Johnny Green, taking on the number two seed, Target Hospitality. And then down in the Powder River region, the literal underdog, Canine Pipe Inspections, going up against the number two seed, Brigade Energy Services. For the entire list and the entire bracket, go to thecrudelife.com. Blind Joe is our Crude Life music crossover. We'd like to thank him very much for being a part of the Crude Life. And our studio sponsor, Hatch Coaching, and our phone line sponsor, Bakken Barbecue. The Crude Life podcast can be heard every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday. Provolone, excellent job today manning the production elements of the podcast. From the staff here at the Crude Life Podcast, my name is Jason Spies asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry. It's a way of life. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. My name is Jason Spies and this is the Crude Life Daily Update. On today's episode, we talk with Matthew Hill with Night Energy. In just a moment, part of our exclusive interview with Matthew Hill with Night Energy right here on the Crude Life Daily Update. Talk to me a little bit about how you're seeing the energy industry, primarily the oil and gas industry, healing and fighting this this epidemic. I mean, you and I kind of went down this rabbit hole yesterday when we started talking and decided to go on air with this. Is if you chase that, there's there's not one thing in anyone's life that hasn't been touched by oil and gas. I mean, <laughs> we, the all the plastics that go into all the machinery to keep people breathing. I mean, just ventilators alone, but your, your face mask, your, your, your suits, I mean, hazmat suits or the Tyvek suits that look like the painters wear with those, you know, dust particle masks. I mean, there's just no end light cans of Lysol rubber gloves. Uh, I mean, everything I see at home when you start looking at it, you know, cause I'm, I'm proud of our industry. So you see, you look around and say, well, what am I, you know, what are we doing? What are we part of? Oh, there's nothing that we're not. There's not one comfort. There's not one comfort that we enjoy that hasn't been created by that opportunity. have been created by oil and gas. You know, I, I, I will fight tooth and nail to make sure that my heater comes on in the winter by natural gas. There's, you know, I, I want my dishwasher to work with the electricity produced by natural gas. I just, I can't believe that as a country, it's not the single most important thing to everybody in their heads is, hey, we have to have our energy at all times ready to go. So is our energy source reliable? I'm sorry to, you know, people that, love uh, uh the idea that renewables could possibly be the way but i just don't see it i don't I, you know there's the science isn't there you know i think you'd have to have a giant windmill in every single person's backyard to even come close to uh providing enough energy for a couple days but every single you know <laughs> that's all those things are made from oil and gas being available to go and harvest the metals to listen to the full-length interview with matthew hill from night energy or to check out other exclusive interviews visit thecrudelife.com that's thecrudelife.com while you're at thecrudelife.com check out our social media pages as well as our daily podcast 
From the staff here at the Crude Life Daily Update, my name is Jason Spies, asking you to always remember energy is more than an industry, it's a way of life. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. <clears throat> Hamburger steaks. Holiday inns. That's the kind of world that I live in. I play a different town most every night. Love on my woman, write a new song. That's my life. Well, that's my life. Yes, y'all, and I love it. Well, that's my life. There ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone picking their guitars, playing their songs, and I tell them, forget it. Cause you can't fake it. You're gonna make it. You gotta live it. I got a big bus. With a TV and a bar And a little room in the back for me And my old guitar I gotta stop and fuel up Every 500 miles Give a picture to the waitress Eat a late breakfast country style Cause that's my life Yes, y'all, and I love it that's my life, there ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone, picking their guitars, playing their songs. I tell them, forget it, cause you can't fake it, you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. We get home from Nashville on a Monday night. Record songs on Tuesday, and on Wednesday we take out the wife. Then on Thursday night, it's back on the road. I don't care if it's North Dakota or Southern Minnesota, just as long as I grow. Well, that's my life, yes, y'all, and I love it. Well, that's my life, there ain't nothing else in the world above it. And I see people all alone, picking their guitars, playing their songs. And I tell them, forget it. You can't fake it, you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. Yeah, brother, you can't fake it, you're gonna make it, you gotta live it. If you don't hear a fiddle or a steel guitar, the hillbilly singing about a honky tonk bar, the bass ain't banging and the vocals are rough. Brother, it ain't country, no If it don't tug at your heartstrings and tear at your soul Get you up and dancing, and go out of control You hear it on the radio and don't turn it up Brother, it ain't country, no If you can't move to it, groove to it Up and slam some booze to it, party to it all night long if it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. 
I'd like them real cool old school bar stool jams. I'm drinking line laughter and love. So if your feet ain't stomping once a band starts a rockin', then brother, it ain't country enough. If you hear it and it ain't stuck in your head all day It's got a pop back beat and it's sung the wrong way Charlie Daniels wouldn't dig it, man Hank Jr. would say it sucks And brother, it ain't country enough If instead of using English you use foreign words Win a competition that you didn't deserve Some fur coat wearing wannabes producing your stuff And brother, you ain't country enough if you can't move to it, groove to it, up and slam some boots to it, party to it all night long. If it ain't about whiskey sipping, guitar picking, tractors, trailers, trucks, or prison, man, it ain't a country song. I'd like them real cool old school bar stool jams, all drinking, lying, laughter, and love. So if your feet ain't stomping once a band starts to rockin', brother, it ain't country enough. Yeah, if your feet ain't jumping once a band starts rocking, brother, it ain't country enough. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. It seems everywhere I go these days, someone is telling me about the success of Hatch Coaching. Listen to what professional speaker Mark J. Lindquist has to say. To see Eric Hatch grow his business and then start to share it with other people, I think is one of those great steps in life. You know, what do you do in society? You succeed at a thing and then you teach other people how you did it. And now to see Eric duplicating his genius across the country, I'm telling you, there's a world changer down the street and his name is Eric Hatch. For more information, call 701-212-1572 or visit coachingwithhatch.com. That's coachingwithhatch.com. The Crude Life, every Monday through Thursday with a week in review on Friday.